Welcome to Groovy Black Millennial Podcast, where you have your hosts, Nisha and Lisa. On our show, we will have guests and answer questions from our lovely listeners like you. We will cover topics ranging from art, current events, and adulting. Tune in and connect. One One time time for for the culture. Look, it's been a little minute. How you been? Oh, great. You don't sound so great. <laughs> it look great. How great? It's the interrupt in my life, but I've been great. Like no major issues in life at all. That's always good. Still in good health. COVID ain't got you. Nope, not at all. That's it. That's what, that that's what I like for to hear. A second. <laughs> look, forgot about it. I think everybody yeah. forgot about it. Is there like anything new going on? Um, just trying to get my fitness together. Restarting my fitness journey. Yes, I'm doing this app challenge, this two week app challenge. Trying to eat right so I can go to somebody's beach sometime this summer. Really? Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Look, one day. One maybe day. August ish. Imagine going to a beach and they're protesting on the beach. Like, you know what? This ain't why I came here. At all. But I'm still take my picks and go and move on about my my day. What yeah. about you? Nothing. Really? Nothing changed? Look, but I'm going to take my picks on the beach regardless of the protest. And That's why I'm here. And then go fight for the – and go fight with the people right after. But nothing's new with my life. Just – adjusting I guess day by day just trying to manage things it's kind of weird with work my job said they might do like layoffs and stuff soon because a lot of our projects aren't um able to like actually work from home and a lot of clients aren't at work so you know it's kind of like a whole full circle kind of paying people for what Mm -hmm. that's crazy so it's kind of like sad but whatever I mean they're gonna do what they feel like they need to do that's best Regardless, but still, I heard a lot, a lot of companies are going um, work from home like permanently. What? Yeah, we closed until like December. They already said like they didn't say we like fully closed, but it's like some of our um, other offices that we actually work out of. They've already said like, yeah, we're probably not gonna go back until after December. So I'm assuming that should be throughout. You know? Yeah. It still just sounds scary, though. Like, we went from working and being flexible, being able to do whatever for the last few months, and all of a sudden, like, we really might not be able to go into the office until December. And I saw that a lot. um, Yeah, it just happened out of nowhere. Like, wait, hold on. How can I do my job? And then after a while, I started to realize, I guess, that we can't do our job if other offices aren't, or other businesses aren't in the office doing their job. So it's like certain things that's just... I guess not as necessary or can't be done. And I saw a lot of companies are, um, they're closing their like common spaces, you know, like Mm -hmm. their coffee, little open spaces and stuff like that. So going back to the office wouldn't even be the same as everybody's been used to. Probably got to take turns going to the bathroom and everything. (laughs) And companies are realizing that like a lot of things can be done from home, so they don't like, even need as many people. Like you can put a bigger workload on somebody who's working from home versus putting smaller workloads on people who are coming in every day. 
Mm-hmm. Especially if they um already being, I mean, oh, I, I guess to not make it sound like people in the office play around, but it's still so many distractions in the office mm-hmm. overall that you won't have. And they have to pay for an actual office for these people to right. be in. Fancy y'all to be that 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 Right. That's a good um that's a good point though. Because they're paying for that space. So it's almost like if it doesn't make any money you being there, it's not even worthwhile. As well as um even just being able to just drop the lease. A lot of companies probably didn't even renew their leases for this period. Yep. So, because I know like concerts and stuff haven't really came into play again. I mean, COVID, even though it seems like everybody's protesting and stuff, so it seems like it's not as real as it seems, but it's just like different offices and stuff kind of, well, concerts and stuff have already said they're not doing concerts for about a year. So if that's the case, the office building could uh, a company could just not rent out an office building for a year too, and just wing it and see what happens. And that changes hiring. That just that changes mm-hmm. a lot. And I think that's something that a lot of people not really ready for because it changes the dynamics of like the office team. But for me, like I like being to myself. Like I like not being able to. Well, not not being not having to drive to work. You know, it's just nice not having to get up and do any of those things and still just be able to kind of, like, get to my work or just kind of work at my own pace. You know, if I do want to work until, like, wake up a little late or wake up early and get stuff done, I have that flexibility and I have to worry about, is the office open? Like, anybody there yet? Like, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And wearing what you want to (laughs) wear. You want to know what I'm wearing? Like, girl, you want to. A little bit. A little color and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Nose ring, whole violation, like, yeah, flexible. Look, very flexible. But, look, speaking of reopening, you know Atlanta reopened its nightlife, like, yesterday, closed like, right Saturday. And it closed right back up. <laughs> closed right back up. But I, I'm not going to lie. Like, I've missed Atlanta nightlife. But I haven't missed it enough to, like, not be scared. I am a little bit scared still to go anywhere. Like, I've seen people just out here, like, out here with their friends right when they open stuff up. And I'm like, bro, like, y'all really don't care at all. Y'all do not care. Like, these people are good people with anything going on. Anything. Especially with, like, people. I don't even, you know how I feel about people in Queen. It's like, I already feel like people are dirty. So, I'm not trying to go back into a restaurant as the first crowd like y'all restaurant been closed for the last month did y'all do a deep cleaning when y'all came back and not even for covid just a just a you know regular deep cleaning yeah did y'all get the dust off the cups no you know they just kind of bothers me yeah it's scary (laughs) it's very scary because it's like deep cleaning could also deter the fact that y'all got viruses and stuff like that floating around in the business but no, and people, people back that at it. That you're not making them wear masks. Anybody that comes in there could have anything. One place that is not letting up on these masks is these beauty supply stores. You got to wear a mask when you go in the beauty supply store. That's good. Because you need to wear a mask. It's such like close proximity as well as most people going there just touching everything and being near everything. You know, it's not like you're just walking in and you're getting just one item. You need it. Does Walmart require masks? 
No, the employees have to wear, but customers don't want nowhere really requires you to wear a mask. They sell the beauty supply store. I've seen it. They sell they, them. This is one like, if you store. do not have a mask on, you have to buy one from them. What? Yeah. They're not playing. Mm-mm. Boy, they aren't playing at all. No. Like, I've seen them turn people around at the door because they don't have masks on. Like, if you buy one from in there, they have them. Or you um leave. Oh, wow. That's in, that's that's kind of embarrassing. Oh, look. Turn around. Boo-boo. But, but they're the only people um, who are really, like, upholding it. I wonder why. Do you think it's because of the Asian community? Don't want people to kind of further blame Yeah, like, okay, the least last thing you could say is that you came into a beauty supply store and, you know, exactly. mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably part of it, most likely. They're probably overcompensating. Like, you know how certain people, how some people overcompensate. But the fact that they already have certain stereotypes against them. Right. So they're doing their part to make sure that's not actually seeming like a factual. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm. Like, just because they're Asian doesn't mean that they have coronavirus. COVID. Right. Or aren't you might not even know anybody with COVID. Know, like, they're clean people. Yeah. They don't want it anywhere near them either. So. Right. They don't want to do this. Speaking of beauty and stuff, this beauty guru was called out by Forbes. Uh-huh. Our good sis, Kylie. Good sis, Kylie. In the mix of all of this stuff that's going on, she still found a way to be relevant. Like, you know what? Because her tweets were like, you know what? To wake up, this is weird. And her next one was like, her next tweet was like, you know, to say I'm falsifying tax documents and stuff, do you really think I would? And then her last tweet was like, have a beautiful daughter in a business and then that kind of got me because I'm like business you don't have businesses is it just one business you know I thought that's what made her what? a billionaire what? having business no she only sold like <laughs> um makeup I think oh I'm thinking they got like a clothing little boutique that's I guess I'm thinking about that as a group, the little dash, and that's not even her and her sister, right? No, it's just the other three. Yeah. How would you feel? I would like so y'all just gonna leave us out because we got different daddies. Oh. No, I and guess everybody have thing, so they can say, "Oh, well, you biting off of me? Like I'm feeding you, and I'm feeding you, and you know, yeah, like, everybody got their own thing, so nobody's feeding anybody else. Like everybody. What their... Kim? That's all she got is that. She don't do like makeup. Kim got everything. Kim got herself. <laughs> Kim got herself. I was like, Kim got. I feel like Kim does a lot. For some, I just feel like Kim does a lot. Like yeah, Courtney, she, like dad. Yeah, shapewear thing. I don't know. Kim does shapewear. That's what made. Okay, yeah. She had. She has different stuff. She does have a lot going yeah. on. Okay, because I was a little confused because I was like, business? Like, I really thought they had different things that they were, like, involved in. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, investments and stuff, yeah, but but it is, like, just a makeup line for Kylie. But Ford said she's really not a billionaire and she possibly forged tax documents. But her answer was, like, I never wanted that title, which is so weird to me because um, overall it's like you didn't correct them, you know? Like, once they gave you that title, you were at photo shoots, like, owning it. Like, you know what? I am 
a billionaire, you know? Um, <laughs> look, boop, I am. But it's like you come off and just say, you know what? I have a beautiful daughter and a successful business. I'm not worried about it. And it's kind of like, girl, if you didn't have it in the first place, you should have corrected them. But nope, yeah. people like that clout. Ooh, clout. Cloud also goes into like everything that's going on right now. So everybody knows that um slide a series of protests and riots taking place, but it's um a fact that most people are saying is that so many people are just protesting for cloud. Yeah. Just to and people are protesting. Oh my god, I saw this video where they were talking about how white girls are just protesting out here just to have something to put on social media like all these bitches think it's Coachella or da 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 da. I was like, oh my god! Like, mm. you know, there really are people who are doing this at, for prop. That's sad. Yeah, it's very sad. Like, you know what? I'm gonna use this really quick. And that's like, that sounds like the shorty that was um licking the plane seat on her private jet on TikTok after she had actually cleaned it and bleached it to make it seem like coronavirus was <laughs> fake. Like, you just want to be a little relevant and you want to be from the other side and just seem like, you know what, I'm I'm showing y'all this is not right. You know, when this is fake and this is um what I'm for. And it's like, honestly, you're for it for, like, the inconvenience. And that's what a lot of people just really don't. You know, that's where you lose the matter of, like, the actual movement. So I wouldn't know how to feel. Like, I feel that, you know, by people coming out for that, like, it's kind of like a selfish reason, you know? You're really just yeah. misconstruing the whole point of it, you know? It's almost like now we need to separate and say, all right, so I'm here for this, I'm here for this, and I'm here for this. Because all together, when everybody comes in, it just seems like everything is going on. Is from, and we accept everybody in. Yeah, everybody can be accepted in. Like, you don't know people just because you feel like, hey, I'm down for this. Like, that doesn't mean that everybody should be accepted in. Everybody's not here to help. And then it shows, too, when people go out and it's a protest and everything just seems to, like, just die down. And then out of nowhere, different people that's probably in the same group that you accepted early is actually vandalizing the target, but they're down. And then it's almost like it seems that certain people have, put, like, pulled their privilege in into what's going on in different phase. Most people wouldn't even plan to just mess up a target on a normal day because of what nope. happened. So, honestly, I feel like busting up a target shows some level of privilege. Like, I don't attach that to black people. I mean, yeah, nope. everybody went in, but I don't attach that to black people because, honestly, we a little, I don't want to say, like, we're just scared or anything, but it's like certain things we just don't reach and do out of just, you know, the fact that, you know what, if I do this, they probably will kill me, you know? So I feel like that was opened up. Like the window was opened by somebody else, and then everybody was just like, hey, free opportunity. So. Yeah, and it's just blame on these people who are protesting right now. When there ain't no telling who really was in there, who really were the first people to do all that. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's a lot. It's it just is. really a lot, and it's hard to follow. And then Trump um, group Antifa as a terrorist organization while skipping over the KKK, which mm-hmm. just really is so conflicting. Like, I honestly don't understand why they're not a hate group, like, nationally noticed as a hate group over certain other organizations. I saw this post, and it said um, you don't see 
police officers at the KKK rallies because it's like seeing Molly and Hannah Montana in the same room. Oh. Yeah. So I guess it's like that's partially the reason because the people who historically have been involved in the KKK have been upstanding people in society. Like, you know, we've never really been seen to be upstanding people in society, no matter how educated or how um, far along we are. But it seems like we're far along too. And it's like that even stuff like that just shows you the truth of it. How are we so far along if we still have police officers missing at the rallies, you know, because they're still Mm -hmm. technically present. And then how long have we been saying this or knowing this, you know? So it's just, it just shows that society really hasn't changed at all. And a lot of people say like MLK, he changed the world. And it's like, but how? I feel like he honestly started a process, but he did not finish. Because if he changed the world, we wouldn't still be out here quoting his principles because it would be old, like it would be just like legendary, you know? Like it would be like what Martin Luther King said, and we moved on because we're past that. But no, we still have to quote his stuff. We still, even if it's being misquoted or taken before, like, the end of the time. Because, like, the end of his um, legacy, he was, like, fed up. But it just seems like everybody's still quoting, like, the, you know, the lighter stuff by him. And we're still using it because it's still, like, the first steps that he took, like, he tried to take off to make happy are still taking off and being, like, presenting it to society now and that's like been years like people say 400 years we've been trying to get all this by but I mean all of this has been going on since like the 1600s 1700s everything like you know stuff is documented that most stuff really hasn't changed in society like the way society works has changed like it seems like everybody can get a job anywhere blah 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 but I mean everybody don't want to work at Wendy's the fact that anybody can get a job at Wendy's, like, okay, cool, yes. But what about the system that makes sure that a good majority of people from a certain demographic ends up working at Wendy's instead of being able to go to school or being able to go to a trade school or just being able to, like, find other opportunities in life? It's just like the whole society and the system as a whole oppresses regardless of how much freedom or how much you think has changed in the rights that you think you have. Everything seems like a, you think you have the freedom to do that, but even for like your white counterpart, they have still way more like opportunities and just, you know, just a lot of more things available in their life. Whereas it's like, oh, be thankful that you go work at um, Wendy's and become a manager, but you got white people that's the CEO of Wendy's, the CFO of Wendy's, all of that you know, C-suite level people that's running Wendy's as a whole, as a corporate operation, and you still got people that's just, oh, I should be thankful I could become a manager at Wendy's if I stay here for 10 years, and that's not growth. And it hurts. Look, and it hurts, because I kind of had a moment yesterday. I was just really sad. Like, I had told Tristan, I'm like, I just really care about you, like, it's just sad, like, knowing, like, I have black friends, I have black family members that are mean, and I worry for myself as a woman as well, and my friends too, but 
like my black male friends and family members, it's kind of like, dang, like anything really can happen to y'all for like no real reason. Like it ain't even nothing to say. Like I can't say, well, make sure you're not doing this or make sure, you know, why do we have to make a, a whole 10 step process of how not to be killed by being black? Like yeah, that's not fair at all. It doesn't matter. You know, why can't we just be seen as human without being treated differently than that? Like, why is it that hard to just see black people as not violent? Like, why should we seem angry, violent, or more? No, like, we just be cooling. Like, really, we really just be chilling. All the time. We really just be chilling. Like, we really just be chilling. Like, we're not even really sitting around trying to warn up you or anything. Like, yeah, some people do that. Of course, that's just natural in humans. But I feel like as a whole, like, black people just be chilling. And they really just so accepting. Like, I've been places and, like, my cousin pull up with his white girlfriend. And they're like, girl, fix you a plate. Just make yourself at home. You know? And I've been to my friend's little birthday parties and stuff back in the day and it's kind of awkward. It's the only black person there. Like, I ain't coming this no more. Like, this ain't it. You know, and then their parents kind of cool. Like, oh, you know, their parents like more like, I like guess, new age, you know? So it's like real cool. Like, oh, you're black, it's fine. Like, don't worry. But their grandparents or something is kind of like in the cut. Like, who is this? Look, why she here? You know? But it's just, I don't know. I just feel like black people are just sometimes too accepting. Like, why are we so accepting? Mm-hmm. If we couldn't do the thing. I feel like it's a thought thing. It's an education issue. I feel like until we're educated properly on what's happened to us, then nothing's going to change. Like, we get a very sugar-coated version of what happened in the civil rights movement, a sugar-coated version of slavery, sugar-coated version of every, like, all race relations up until we're adults. And you're not really going to know any true facts unless you look into it yourself. And imagine, Mm -hmm. like, okay, and we're Black, and we have, we have knowledge past what they teach you in high school. They teach you nothing in high school about real race relations and how the psychology of how races are interacting with each other and why people think this about this type of people, like why dark-skinned people get treated worse and, you know, like all that stuff, like why light-skinned people are seen as softer and this and that and the other. They don't teach us any of that in school and like imagine coming out of high school with a high school um like a high school level education on race relations like that's most people in the world like people do not know they literally do not know that's why history continues to repeat itself like black people are always going to be treated bad until we understand what has happened why it's happened and the fact that a lot of these things are programmed into us, they're programmed into black people and into white people and into everyone. Like, as a whole, we've been programmed to think that black people are less than, 
or being yeah. more aggressive and deserve less. And right. that programming has never really been addressed. So they're not going to do it for us. And a lot of people don't know how to do it themselves. They don't even know they're being programmed to think this way. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I saw this little guy on, um, it was just like somebody, I guess he was protesting or just out in the mix of everything. It was like daytime. And it was just saying overall, like, yeah, his little picture, he was just like, well, his poster, his poster where it said, why did I, um, um, when do I go from being handsome to a criminal or being handsome to threatening, you know? And it's just like automatically, you know, that's why I just honestly don't see, um, I don't get the strategy of how everything really can actually change without changing the mindsets and the thought processes of people. And I don't know how to change the mindset of a human. Like, you can't even change you can't change your parents to make them have a better relationship with you. So how can you change the mindset of somebody outside of your own family unit into seeing a life as human? If for some reason you've already came into a thing like, oh, they're not a human, or, you know, you don't see them as a real person, I don't really know how to change it. And like Killer Mike was saying on his little statement about, he said that, um, trying to get it together, he said that it's okay to protest and do all that. We're not okay to protest. It's like, okay to voice your opinion. But at the same time, it's like we must strategize. But it's like, what's the strategy then? You know, what's the strategy? I hear you saying strategize, but what's the actual strategy to change the mind of people and make them see other people as human? That for some reason they, you know, they don't see them as human anymore. Like for some reason they stopped, you know. And it just doesn't make sense. And it's so weird. And it was also, you seen the case about the, like, a 12-year-old that got sprayed with pepper spray in, like, um, Seattle? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, a little 12-year-old girl um, was sprayed with pepper spray. And I saw a guy, he was talking about it on Facebook. We were just talking about overall, like, you know, don't use um, the protest to make you feel like, you know, this is safe. Bringing kids to a protest, police officers should behave a certain way. And the guy was like, first of all, you're white. And the type of brutality and stuff that you're used to isn't the same as being used, you know, on black people. You know, like most white people are used to their protests. I mean, they was at the Capitol with AR-15s and a lot of, you know, open rifles that could really, you know, the ones the school shooters use and stuff like that. And they didn't have anything happening to them. So, you know, most white people probably come with that same mindset. Like, I could bring my child to a protest. I took them last month when we was protesting haircuts. It should be the same. But, like, actually, no, this protest has a different movement. And from behind that movement, you're not going to be safe. And the guy was also saying, like, parents know exactly what's going on. They need to be aware enough not to bring a child to a protest. You know, overall, it's like if you're not Caucasian doing the protest, it's different forms of treatment that will take place as far as different um, protocols that will be used to, you know, for the crowd. You can yeah. stop the people from protesting and stuff like that. So, you know, like white people had the opportunity to bring big guns that were never gassed, never shot at, never sprayed, never threatened, none of that. None of that. Why they were protesting getting a haircut, you know, stuff like that. And that's like, makes no sense and people are like don't um be you know don't be rowdy this is this be peaceful but 
overall, peaceful just really doesn't always solve anything. You know, it ain't worked 50, 60 years ago. It hasn't worked in the past 100 years. So if peaceful work, the American country, we shouldn't always be going to work with people. We shouldn't be in other people's lands and stuff, taking stuff, as well as trying to change the way their society works. Like, we honestly have no reason going to other people's country, telling them how to run their country when our country mm-hmm. is a shit show. It's, it's really a shit show. So, I don't like it. Look, I don't like it. So, it's just really weird that people want folks to say, let's do a peaceful protest as if it works. And, like, the definition of insanity is honestly doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. And that's not going to happen. And it's just like people are just really tired of tired of begging to be seen as a human, but people treat it kind of like you know that people treat it lightly, like oh it's not a big deal, et cetera, you know. But it's like people, you can't tell somebody how to fight for their freedom when they realize that their life is on the line almost every day, or tell them That's how true. to obtain it, especially when it like deals with other people. Like you can't tell me how I need to make myself. How I need to act, or how I need to make myself feel to make me think that change is going to happen from the race or from another person in society. Like your perspectives are your own, and it's kind of hard to change people's perspectives. For, I mean, people, you can't change somebody's perspective to stay with you and have a, a happy relationship. So when it comes to people that's protesting, not understanding each other from different sides, like, it's really not a definitive solution. Like, what's the solution? And, and it's kind of just not one. Because the point is, hard to find one. you say what? It's hard to find one. People can say what they think it's supposed to be, but at the end of the day, like, there's no real solution to racism besides removing the racism. And it's yeah. like removing the racist or removing their mindset, you know? Because removing the yeah. racist would be murder. But, no, God. I mean, removing the racist would be murder, but Trump also said remove the people, and, you know, so it's kind of like, you know, remove the people that's protesting by, like, almost by any means necessary. And removing the racist would honestly solve the whole problem. And, I mean, when I say racist, like, all people, that's just, from every race group because I'm pretty sure it's certain people but it's just like when it comes to like the level of racism that an Asian can have towards a white person is just very different from the person that's considered the majority in a society towards another group you know like if you go to um, China yes and a Chinese person is racist towards you they would most likely have the most control because look where we at but like but in America white people, and that's why they say only white people can be racist, because white people hold a certain amount of power in general. Like, just, I don't know, just from them being white. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. Because it's like when you go to a foreign country and, like, expecting people to speak your language, like, you know, white people go to a foreign country and expect somebody being there to speak their language or wanting people to wait on them like hand and foot. Like that's kind of the privilege thing that they can have when they go anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. Like and that's something that is a part of it. Like even though they could be a minority somewhere, 
they will still come out privileged just from the fact that they have their their heritage and their skin and their expectations of how they should be treated as white people. And that's why when they go to other countries, they really be shell-shocked that they're not so fucking great. It's really wild. Like, when they go to Africa and take pictures with the kids, like, they're saviors of these people. And, like, all their savages and their this, their that. Like, just going to all Mm -hmm. these different places and using them as backdrops for their lives. Like, those same people you just mentioned with the movement, Coachella. Look. Exactly. It's the same thing. Just using other people as backdrops for your your aesthetic that you're going mm-hmm. for at the moment. Like I need to seem like I change lives and I do this. So let me pose in front of these kids, pass out water. If you're doing it from your heart, you don't need a photo op. Mm-hmm. Like a photo op is not necessary at all. So that's the weirdest thing. That just none of that just sits right with me. Like none of it. None of it. But like. All of this is just really fueled by George Floyd. And from what I'm, I'm still not really sure about what happened. Like, I know the store clerk suspected forgery from what I heard. But I also heard it was a fake 20, so it was like a fake check or a fake $20 bill. But come to find out, like, from what I'm seeing, it wasn't even fake. And to die over a fake $20 bill or a $20 bill in general, like, that is crazy. Who dies over like, a fake bill? To die? Like, really, to die over die. Like, I've literally been in the store and somebody had their money marked and they just walked out. Exactly. We never called the police. We just like, this all up right now. Marked it. It wasn't right. You know, we're like, can you take it back to your bank? We literally just asked them to take it back to the bank. I just not worried to get We're like, you know, we can't accept it. We're sorry for the inconvenience. Um, it would be best for you to take it back to your bank if you got it from your bank or, um, you know, just take it to the bank and see if they can help you and change it out or whatever. But honestly, the bank takes fake money. They don't give you no free money for a fake, but that's what people say. So it's yeah. like the dying over that is just too much. I've literally had a fake 20 before, and I didn't die over it. I literally just found out it was fake, and I went back to the bank, and I was like, I got money here earlier and they they changed it out because the, i did get money there earlier but um from working at the bank i realized that if you didn't get money there or anything we're not going to just trade out your fake 24 room like some type of way we might have gotten our money but if you just got it from off the street from somebody like oh i'm gonna pay you for changing my tire here's 100 we're not changing it out just for fun but if it get lost in the mix and we get to see by mistake, like, all right, that's our fault. But you should not die over a fake $20 bill or a fake check, especially when it's been proven that it wasn't fake. So, yeah, because at first they said it was a check and then it went to a $20 bill. And I just don't understand where, where did that get lost in translation as well. I feel like it's easier to say a black man has a fake check than a fake 20 but the true story is that it was a 20 It's yeah. a way ridiculous like it's the level of thing that like it didn't even cause for all that force like Trayvon Martin dying over Skittles in Arizona because he thought that what he think was right it's just wow it is because it just you know it don't make no sense at all and they've just um canceled Tokyo Jets for making a joke about it you saw that yeah I heard 
Like, who makes a joke about that? Like, what? I'm lost. I'm lost at the joke here. <laughs> Either way, too, somewhere. That is wild. Nothing ever makes me want to criticize or make fun of somebody's death. People people die normally. People die naturally, and I'll never make fun of it. You know? So it's like somebody that dies tragically that still has family around that's here and present, I would not. I just would not. I wouldn't at all. And then on to, like, other reasons that some people are processing, too, is Breonna Taylor. And with her situation, she's kind of going missing because she's a black woman. Yep. Like, nobody's really, you know, she was here. Nobody's talked about her as much, but she's in conversations now. Like, I heard a lot about my Aubrey just because, I guess, because we're, we live in Georgia. I heard a lot yeah. about him, and I heard a lot about um, George Floyd, but I didn't hear a whole lot about Brianna until lately, like, as of late. And she was like, after her, a while. It's like a little blur, like, oh, yeah, this black girl died. And then that was kind of like it. But now I'm hearing more about it. it. Yeah, that's the sad part. And then when you say die, like, she wasn't, she didn't die. She was killed. Exactly. You know, and people like the sugarcoat titles, like, just say people like sexual assault. Like, no, say they were raped. If they were raped, they were raped. And say that so people understand the depth of what goes on with people. Saying, like, oh, she died. No, no, no. She died or she succumbed to injuries. No, she did not succumb to injuries. She was killed when police entered her mm-hmm. home looking for other people that didn't even live in the neighborhood mm-hmm. or the complex. Like, nobody even lived there. It's almost like I'm living at Paces on Bell's Ferry, and then y'all literally just came and shot down Shallow Green. What? And killed me. Like, yeah. nobody even lives here that you're looking for. You know, and then, honestly, do police not call the leasing office? Like, hey, we're looking for this person. Do they live at this residence? Blah, blah, blah. No, they don't do that. And it's so weird because um, he was killed on February 23rd, and Brianna was killed on March 13th. So that's like a yeah. almost a month apart. You know, her death is actually more recent. So, yeah. It's wrong. Yeah, and I think um, according to the stuff I'm seeing, like it just says that the attorney is looking for the footage while they attempt to locate the detective that um, was involved. And it's kind of like, so y'all don't know who was involved? Are we really going to act like we didn't know who was present for a no-not warrant? Like, y'all should know who's present on those for sure. Like, it shouldn't even be a discrepancy on who was there. You know? And um, with her case, they even said that... um, Luckily, her sister wasn't home. Her sister stays in another bedroom in the house because she would have been killed too. So it's it's a it's a mess. It is. It really is. Yeah, yeah. It's just been a lot, and it just shows like um, the Christian Cooper case just um, with the Central Park when he was trying to tell her the lady Amy to leash her dog just shows, like, the superiority that some white people think they have over other races. Because when she was, like, on the video, she said, like, quoted, I'm going to tell the police that there's an African American threatening my life. Do you want me to do that? So it's and almost that's how like, you know. That's how you know they know. 
They know. So you you're know very much aware. Like they don't know. They know. Mm-hmm. I'm very much aware. I'm very much aware of what they're doing. And they know their control and power or whatever the case may be. Like, you know your privilege. I don't want to say control the power. Like, you know your privilege. Because people don't like the word privilege. It makes them, you know, kind of hit a little bit. It doesn't bed. matter. That's what it is. Yeah. Like, so you know your privilege. Everybody's got some type of privilege somewhere. And if you're a white yeah. person, you're privileged because of your skin color. And that's just that. Exactly. Even if you, like, one of the lowest or the lower white people, you still got that white privilege over you, you know? So you could be a white hobo, and you still could be with that as a little better. No white hobos be living. People don't but even I mean, Even if you're, you're just, I don't know, it's like even being an American is a privilege in the fact that you're not in a third world country. Like Yeah, and you're seen as a... A majority, you know, just coming up with it. Oh, I'm part of the majority. What? I don't like that term. Majority, minorities, and people of color. It just all misconstrued. People of color to me is like all lives matter, and I don't care what nobody say. Because like it's there are certain times to use it, but like, when we're talking about a specific group, like that's not it. Yeah, like you know, we're, talking about people, so we're talking about like a big mixed group of people that are all of different colors but yeah. if we're talking about black people we're talking about black people like that's just it exactly we're talking about indians talking about indians talking about asians you know I asians are included. very specific about who we mean because i don't mean people of color when i'm saying black people i mean black people mm, right and that's why i don't understand because i feel like people of color turn whoever coined that i don't like it because it just honestly adds to the superiority complex that white people have because so, it's like white people and people of color, which includes Asians, Mexicans, Indians, all people of African descent, all people that's African from their countries, Jamaicans, Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, Guatemalans, like all of that is people of color, except white people. So if you really just sit here and break down the entire, I mean, not even just like a group of people, you break down all people in the world and where you just say, all right, we got white people and people of color. Like, what kind of shit is that? Like, to me, honestly, that's still a bad way to represent things. And that's a bad way to show it, you know? It's just, it's a better way to say it. And it's just, I mean, honestly, just call people out for what they are, you know? If you want to um, support the Asian Americans, African Americans, Mexican Americans, whatever, we don't have to say people of color. The um Indian Indians that's been in America, whatever. I never heard Indian American. You know? That's kinda weird. Or no, what like, do you mean? From Indian. Indian. Yeah. I yeah. I ain't heard that one. But like Indian American. I don't know, maybe they just sound like a lot to say. But like, you know, if you want to support Asians, Indians, Black people, whatever, don't you don't have to say people of color. Just say who they are, because it's a certain time to call out certain groups. Like, hey, we need to make sure people of color aren't being brutalized by the police. Like, are we no, talking about black people? Everybody? No, talking about black, black people. people. Yeah, so it's like, because Asians do have a certain type of privilege, you know. They and it's kind of like, how did y'all get included in people of color? They probably don't even like that. I know it's gonna sound bad, but. 
they probably don't even like being included in it. So mm-hmm. their majority stuff just kind of kills me. But yeah. Oh, how do you feel about people saying Atlanta is like the black Mecca and um, T.I. saying it's Wakanda? Because I kind of was thrown off. T.I. is out of line. He is completely out of line on that one. He needs to calm down. It ain't that serious. I, I think mean, they stuff on like, entertainment purposes, you know? Yeah. But everybody not popping in Atlanta. No. Like, I'm not seeing black Mecca. Like I understand the I understand the sentiment behind it, but at the same time, we will have to support our people a little bit more. Like not to say that we don't, because you know, in certain circumstances we do. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not seeing Black Mecca though, because we're still getting gentrified like everywhere else. Like exactly. we're not. We haven't done anything that's made us any more Black than anywhere else in the world. That's real. Because, I mean, if, like, that's if we the could case, take ownership of the whole city, that would make us a black mecca. Yeah. Charlotte and D.C. is like that, too. Like, you know, Charlotte kind of popping for black people. D.C. kind of popping for black people. But are we going to say it's the mecca? No. There's just a lot of black people here. But we don't, own, like, if we own, like, 50% of Atlanta, that would make this a black mecca. We don't own 50%. We probably own 2% of everything in Atlanta. But we probably make up like forty, fifty percent, whatever other population. Probably not that much, but you know. Yeah, and I feel like what you just said is a big point because um, how much do we really own? And it's a lot of foreign people that own stuff in America. Like you probably got more Colombians on this shit in America than you actually have. You know, when it comes to people that's actually black owning me. Well, not America, but Georgia and stuff, but also like America as a whole. Like a lot of foreign, mm-hmm. like a lot of foreign people buy ownership into America and stuff like that. But it's posted by this girl named Ashley Red. She said, since nobody else is gonna say it, I will. Gentrified Atlanta is not ours. How y'all it's talking not. about? And she said, how y'all talking about? Don't fuck y'all city up when y'all let these motherfuckers tear down whole ass neighborhoods to accommodate these white people moving here. Half of y'all can't even afford to buy a home in your own neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And most definitely, so many people sold all of their land that was near Clark Atlanta and everything else around the AUC. And I mean, of course, maybe you were just money hungry. Of course, you know, people be selling stuff like, oh, I'm going to just sell my grandma's house for 20000 when grandma house really worth So they ain't thinking nothing of it because they're not trying to go there and fix it up. They're trying to live in it. So. So you sell it for twenty when it could have been sold for two hundred, but now we got a big ass new complex being built that honestly nobody can actually afford to live in except these people that move from their outside countries to America or the you know. Mm-hmm. So just try to land is not ours. Like I'm trying to see where. It was like these people own half of the West Side. Nobody rioted in the West Side. I didn't see now riot at West End Mall. Keep. I did not. That's true. And if we own all of the West Side, like, nobody was over there. <laughs> so they just kind of blew me. I just don't like when I feel like black people are sent to me to talk to me, to calm me down. But that just goes back to me being in high school. And they're not even know. speaking facts. Like, that's not even, these aren't even facts. Yeah. Like, what are you even Is talking Keisha about? Is even, even black? Like, she's coming off as Dominican or Puerto Rican to move. This woman on somebody on Twitter was like, somebody on Twitter was talking about they was 
kind of suspicious of Keisha because she's still a politician and she still has ties with Kasim Reed and, you know, the old mayor and a lot of other people. But at the same time, a lot of folks wanted to support her so much because she is part of Divine Nine because, you know, she's also, um, also a Delta. So I feel like it's ignorant to trust any politician fully. Yeah. To be honest. Because they want, like, this is their job. It's their job to get you to believe everything that they say, whether they know what they're talking about or not. Yep. Exactly. Just because they're black doesn't make them different. Just because they're women women doesn't make them any different. That's what we're fighting for. We are the same. Politicians are the same. They are as pretty as each other. It don't matter if they're black and a woman. Like, you think that she is a more like more of a more accomplished? She might, but who knows? She might not. But you right. can't expect like I don't know. That's where that whole Obama thing began. Me like I don't know. <laughs> and then I can go on and on about that because it's, it's just, that does I mean you just feel like these people are your family members because they look like you and they're not your family members. You don't know these people. And like, then. They could have yeah. your best interest at heart, but they could not, and that's just something you have to deal with. Like, yeah, girl, yeah. all skin folk ain't kin folk. All skin folk is not kin folk. And then speaking of that, Keisha was actually, um, it's I guess a um political, an organization reported her as a possible vice president pick for Joe Biden. So, I mean, everybody's a politician well, for a reason. This is the people are vying for. This is kind of, this is this is kind of what they want. And Joe Biden don't even know how to act right. At all. Literally. He can't even say the right things, saying that we have, like, basically have to give him our vote. Like, for what? What have you done? Yeah. You've done nothing but talk a lot. Yep. Talk a lot. And um, I saw this post from, um, I saw a post on Twitter coming from, um, dang, it was not Dr. King, but Malcolm X. And it was just stating, like, only the black community would allow for entertainers to become their, basically their source of a political feed, you know? Mm-hmm. Like an entertainer is an entertainer, simple. Mm-hmm. You would not see Adam Sandler parading around the white community saying that he's a politician or speaking on political terms. He just does his own thing. Like Steve no. he's funny as hell from the office, Lord office. And he he donated mm-hmm. to like um Minnesota, um a lot of the Minnesota jail funds. Who donated? I don't see Steve Carell making a speech for white people to calm down and stop. Because it's what you party. said. Like it's them talking to us because that's what they think is going to take for us to calm down. Hearing T.I. tell us that Atlanta is Wakanda. <laughs> like, Absolutely. why we even got to talk about Like, Black Panther ain't got nothing to do with what's going uh, on. Fictionalized. A fictionalized. Like, exactly. Like, oh, I don't know. Like, and I feel that trivializing. Talking to Black people like they're his children. Like, None of these people are your kids. You bringing up a fake movie when there are people who are who are dying, people whose lives are at stake. 
You talking about some Atlanta yeah. is Wakanda. No, it's not. Wakanda ain't Wakanda. What is Wakanda? What are you talking about? Yep. Not. Like, it's a fictional movie, so honestly, it's disrespectful. Like, honestly, you should say Atlanta is more so, is more than what we think it is or something like that. You know, like, you should come up with Atlanta is golden. Atlanta is popping. Atlanta has so many possibilities. And which it does. But speak on something real. Speak on just the fact that Atlanta does have a lot of possibilities as it as of any other major city most likely. You know? Mm-hmm. Like it's Atlanta is Atlanta. Like it seems like oh it's the freedom ground. But at the same time Atlanta has a lot of issues that a lot of people actually don't want to address. Outside nope. of Atlanta it seems like it's the black mecca. Black mecca how it's still in Georgia. Georgia racist as hell. Mm-hmm. Atlanta is in Georgia, and I feel like a lot of people forget that it's there. Atlanta's almost like Miami, but yeah, because I feel like a lot of people tell me Miami real messed up and shady too. Um, but you know, people get so my Miami just seems diverse and fun. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, there's more to it than that for people that live there yep. and that live there and that people that do stuff. So it's like a lot of people like, oh, Atlanta has a lot of opportunities. And like, I had to settle these opportunities. You know what I'm saying? There's so many people that are really going to work at Wendy's on Riverdale Road for the rest of their life. It's, that's real, you know? And it might be, oh, certain people should try to make opportunities for themselves. We live in a society where opportunities aren't really as openly available as well as no. available at all for people. So it's like saying Atlanta is just so great. It's really built on your own circumstances. And it's very You have to have the knowledge and the opportunity. Right. And it's very disrespectful, in my opinion, to really just say Atlanta's this great when at the same time it's just, I guess, celebrities get so, to me, far removed from the reality of things. Like, I think Atlanta's cool because of my situation has, you know, I've had a different, like, certain opportunities and stuff that would have never came to me where I'm from. But at the same time, I don't think Atlanta's just that great either because I kind of see things from a different perspective. Like, I got all friends from different groups and stuff like that, like not different groups, different life groups. I got friends that didn't go to school. I got friends that went to school. I got friends that found a way to make things happen, didn't even go, you know? So it's like school doesn't determine anything. But when I look at Atlanta, like, oh, I went to school and this is what happened for me. I'm not judging my own little race with myself against anybody else to the point. I'm just like, Atlanta's just really great, y'all. Y'all should really move here and think about it. Like, no, Atlanta is very expensive. It's hard to come up if you're really not, like, set in stone already, like, it's a process to live in Atlanta. Like, everybody just can't move to Atlanta and live here and make it, mm-hmm. you know? That's that's really not, that's not it. Yeah. So, a lot of behind-the-scenes work. A lot of behind-the-scenes work. That you have to have, like, it's a privileged thing. As well as who you know. Yep. So... Yeah, that's our little spill on what we feel about Atlanta. Look, <laughs> yeah, um, but I do. I enjoy. I love Atlanta. At the same I do time, love Atlanta. I don't want people to be blinded and just think like Atlanta's just that great. Like Atlanta still has its own issues. Like we say, Atlanta has a lot of people that's black in the police force. Okay, and I just watched a dude that was black telling a girl to come outside so he could do whatever to her. So how great is Atlanta? You know. And it's like, 
that shouldn't ruin or taint Atlanta, of course, but it just shows a lot. Like, it's still things that can change and things that could be made better. An uh, officer's race doesn't make him a better police officer. I'm just saying Atlanta has a lot of black police force. Okay. And are they being held accountable? Like, honestly, not. If the case, the, um, you know, the guy sent you on Twitter, if he want to um, sit here and tell this girl, come outside, come outside, come outside, see what's going to happen if you come out. Like, you threatening a girl or, like, pretty much taunting her to come outside of her apartment where she lives so you can pretty much badger her in your own way. He already had a prior case from, like, two years ago when he punched a man and they was out feeding the homeless. So why is he still on the force two years later? But... You know, if officers actually be held accountable and actually get sued instead of the department get sued when they actually do stuff wrong for the people, it will hurt them. Because the lawsuit that you have to pay versus your company, you're going to feel that a lot more. Especially when you can't get a job because you have open lawsuits against companies or, well, against you from people for um force and stuff like that. But, yeah. Look, I, I guess we can close that. Thank All you, right. everybody, for listening. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's been a long-winded show full of very important topics. Look, very important topics. So, if you could send us your questions and follow us on social media at Groovy Black Millennial. Groovy Black Millennial Podcast at Misha's Trayweight and at least to the next. But until next time. Thank you.